0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for November 9th, 2021. It is Tuesday, which is typically Taco Tuesday, but mm, no tacos. Today was a meatloaf kind of day. And I also had avocado toast, neither of which qualify as a taco. So my apologies. We'll get back to the taco shortly. I want to check in with you. How you doing? What's going on? What's up with Tuesday? You have a taco today or uh, something taco-like? The argument could be made that a hot dog in a bun, where the bun is still attached, is a taco, and if the bun is detached, it's a sandwich. Think about that. That'll roast your noodle. Anyway, the thing that I wanted to talk about today is Yoda Scale's presentation at Cloud Field Day. So as a quick refresher for those who might not have listened to previous episodes, I attended Cloud Field Day 12 last week, which is put on by Gestalt IT and Yodascale was one of the presenters. In fact, they were the final presenter of the week at Cloud Field Day, and they presented on what they do as a company. Now, I'd done a little research ahead of time and actually recorded a separate episode about that, questions I had that I wanted to ask the folks there. I definitely got an opportunity to ask them those questions, and I got some pretty interesting answers. I do want to start by saying... We only had an hour and a half with these folks, so we got what information we could, but they also wanted to show us how the product worked and demoed. I think to get a more full understanding of everything that it's capable of, you would probably have to take the platform for a test drive yourself. Okay, so what is Yodascale? If I can summarize it very quickly, they are a multi-cloud cost analysis solution. That's the easiest way to put it. If someone was asking me for the elevator pitch, that's it. They look at cost across multiple clouds and help you do analysis on that cost. Now, there are some recommendations that come out of their engine, but my distinct impression by the end of the presentation was that they have really focused on the onboarding process and the analysis process of their tool and they're still figuring out everything when it comes to recommendations and that's fine. And I'll make an argument for why I don't think they should focus on that in a moment, but let me first talk a little bit about the analysis side of things. One of the very difficult things to do is to properly tag everything in your environment so that you're able to allocate costs to different projects and departments. And that's something they've really focused on. And they're doing it in a way that is cloud agnostic, which means that you can apply their solution to Azure, GCP, and AWS today. And they're working on other solutions going forward, including some SaaS products, which I think is a good move because a lot of things are moving to SaaS. There's a large cost associated with that. How do you analyze that? They also talked about the two personas that they're really talking to here. One is the financial analyst, the person who's responsible for paying these bills or at least trying to figure out what's going on, and then the engineering team that's building the cloud solutions. Their solution needs to appeal to both of them. You need to be able to provide the tools necessary to the engineering team to properly tag and allocate cost and also make the tool simple enough that they can easily track their costs and maybe make adjustments going forward. At the same time, your tool has to be friendly to financial analysts and also be able to plug into things outside of just what the cloud providers are giving you. For instance, let's say I have a company that sells widgets through a presence on AWS. I'm going to have infrastructure bills from AWS that represent my costs for running the online service through which people buy my product. I need to be able to map, if I'm in the finance group, I need to be able to map those costs back down to the product being sold and figure it in as a cost of goods sold, COGS, otherwise known. One of the interesting things they talked about was their ability to integrate with other financial solutions you might have, like an ERP system, so that you can feed that data in and figure out what your cost of goods sold is is for different maybe departments within your company. And then you can say, my. then you have an idea, a perspective, if you will, of whether your cloud costs are high or not. Because one of the things that they brought up was this statistic, and it was from, I want to say the Flexera State of the Cloud report. And that report said that CEOs are estimating that they're, 80% of CEOs say they are overpaying for their cloud bill. But the real question is, how do you know? How do you know that you're overpaying? Because you first have to know what your goal is, how much you should be spending. And a lot of that maps back to what is your cost of goods sold, or whatever metric you wanna track, and are you within an acceptable range? And how much are you? is your cloud infrastructure contributing to that? Those are some hard things to put together. And that's kind of what Yodascale is trying to do is give that visibility into the cloud cost portion of the equation so that you can add it into everything else and get a really good idea of what your costs are after you've collected revenue and figure out what percentage of the cost your cloud spend is, and then track. Is that good? Is that bad? Does that line up with your internal metrics? Those are difficult questions to ask, and it's really hard to answer those questions, especially when you have multiple clouds you're deployed in and inconsistent tagging, which brings me to the next big thing. They have a really robust rules engine that can check for and enforce tags across the different clouds. So that, in doing that, you can create rules that say, Every resource that allows tagging should have these six keys, these six tags with a value associated with it. And even if folks are have already tagged stuff, they allowed you to use regular expressions to match what people have already tagged to the appropriate tags because maybe they spelled it wrong. Maybe they did capitalization inconsistently. Maybe the format was a little weird when they were putting in a code or something. This allows you to take messy data and then normalize that data so you can get a consistent picture across all the different deployments in your cloud. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, man, that, that means I probably have a ton of resources. I can't see this being useful if I only have a handful of AWS accounts. And you are correct. The companies that they're targeting are are very large companies, multi-million dollar companies. They basically said, we're looking for companies that spend a minimum of $2 million a year in the cloud. So if you aren't at that level, they probably don't make sense for you. They are trying to tackle the bigger clients that have a sprawling cloud real estate. They're spending millions and millions of dollars a year on cloud, and they really need to get their hands around how to manage that cost. So that gives you an idea of who their prospective client is. Now, I want to get back to the thing that I said earlier about how I think it's good for them to focus on the analysis portion of things and less on the predictive or the recommendation engine for their solution. The reason I say that is because It's really hard to make intelligent recommendations without a full body of context around a solution. It's one thing that most of these cost tools don't do all that well, because there's a lot of intelligence that needs to be baked into that. Typically, you're going to get the best results if you're trying to optimize costs by bringing in a cloud consultant of some kind to look at the costs and look at the infrastructure you've deployed and then help you re-architect your solution in a way that is more cost optimized. I mean, sure, any of these cost engines can say, hey, idiot, go get some reserved instances because you're running all this stuff on demand and it doesn't make sense. Or, hey, why don't you use spot instances? But unless you understand the actual way that your architecture works, spot instances might be a terrible idea and will not work at all. So having that larger context and understanding what an application needs and the architecture that powers it, that's something a cloud consultant can do. And it's something that most of the software can't do and probably won't be able to do for a long time. But what they can excel at is providing useful data to those consultants and cloud architects to make informed decisions about their architecture. So I think they should really focus on that part of things, get it down, because that's something that a lot of other tools really trip up on. And the fact that they're multi-cloud or cloud agnostic is really going to help them in the long-term achieve, I think, greater adoption and eventually make it a viable solution for smaller players out there as opposed to just the really big spenders. Now I might've gotten the dollar amount wrong, so I'm gonna have to check that math, but it's definitely they're targeting big cloud customers. So I would say if you're working somewhere that has you know, multi-million dollar cloud spend, this might be something to look into if you're having trouble analyzing your bills or getting good data out of your bills. If you're a smaller company, It probably doesn't make sense right now, but definitely keep your eye on it in the future. Again, the company is Yodascale, and I will include a link to their presentation in the show notes. That's going to do it for me for today. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate every single one of you. If you're a new listener, I encourage you to subscribe. I do the daily check-in almost daily, just like the name. And you can also find me on Twitter. It's Ned1313. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.